folks, uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here, and I'm going to check. Okay. Who's tell me was rumbling? That was mine, I think. Bang! Welcome to Too Much Dip. It's Mr. No Sneeze. Johnny One Take. It's Dave. Happy Monday. I'm joined by Dylan. Hello. Right off the bat, we're going to get to the best. Hello. Wow. I, I don't know about that, but I am very happy to be here. Man, a lot of, a lot of thirst just being murdered in this room right now. It's a, it's a crime scene. We're doing a bunch of free ads, but yeah. There's yeah, not, you know. Added value, we'll call it. Wrap this office in caution tape. Yes. Um, inexplicably tiny T-shirt KJ's in the building, and uh, would you explain? Is that, a, is that a Kendall Jenner T-shirt? What's uh, going on? What I are don't you doing? It. This is Young Share. No, I know, I know Kendall when I see her. Pretty positive. Lady at the store said, "Hey, this is a child-sized shirt, and it's Young Share." No, that's I, bad. I don't really have a reference for Young Share. I'm Pretty? not sure. Nah, you know it's the other KJ. KJ number two, the world's least uh, or second most popular KJ. Wow. Old Kendall Jens. Uh, so KJ's been rocking a, a circling back, or no, it was a too much dip pullover available at the Washed Media Store. Then he washed, it. Washed dot shop. And then he popped it right before the pod. Like he waited till minutes before we hit the button. It was getting breezy in here. Your boy was just ready to let him go. Is it because Dylan had Randy turn it down exactly one degree? It made all the difference. It turn feels so much better. It really, there is airflow. <laughs> okay, yeah. thank you. Um, guys, we have a special guest today. Wow. And um, I think the only way to do him justice is to just intro him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the Caucasian zombie himself, Will DeFreeze. thought it was feeling breezy in here from uh, Randy turning it down, but it turns out it was just the breeze. Okay. Serious with this? He gets his own theme music. He's the Caucasian zombie. He's not though. Just wait. He's just Will, dude. Only man at the table not drinking a Licky D. Love it. Dylan and I sharing one. Oh, okay. A Licky D. What Hold is a down. Licky D? We're not doing Licky. Okay, D. Okay, yeah, well, hey, I don't know if that's. I don't know that the no, Licky people. D is staying. I Honestly, the fine like, people liquid death are gonna sign off on that. They've quite literally well, never said to no off to anything. anything. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> did you see they got Soldier Boy? Dude, he, did he tell him? He is on Have Team you guys Liquid DM Death. About it, because he true. follows you. He's a noted follower of Dave Ross. <sighs> we could we could utilize him for Twitch clout. I think I did try to get him on Twitch one time. You did. He did not see. He did not respond. He tried. He does follow me though, not to brag. Very cool, man. Will DeFreeze. Hello, soon to be father. Will DeFreeze. Good to be here. This might be your last pod. Could be. Damn, what an honor. Who knows. Allow me be, to be the first to congratulate you. Thank you. Just in advance. I appreciate that. So what do we owe the uh, honor of pre-dad Peloton God Will DeFreeze here with us? We're going to talk pre-dad. sports. We're going to off the biggest story in the world right now, Euro Super League. We're going to talk that, and if you don't mind, we can. you want to stick around and do some F1? Let's do it. Because I watched my first F1 race. Ooh. Look at you, man. Before we uh, get into it, Check out Too Much Dip with Two Peas on Twitter. Too Much Dip Podcast on IG. Again, Too Much Dip with Two Peas on Twitter. Too Much Dip Podcast on IG. Are we still doing the... Uh, just go to washmedia.shop. Check it out. Yeah. There's a lot of cool shit on there. You can wear a pullover like KJ had on. Was that the... That was the nacho chip one. That was a straight chip. Just hella dip. Will, uh, right off the top, let's talk Euro Super League. What does this mean for La Liga? 
It's not great for La Liga. The only teams to uh, not enter into this at this point, not the only teams, but the most notable teams are the the Bundesliga, Dave. Bundesliga. They're they're out. They're they're not feeling it. They the understand bricks. the 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 repercussions of what's going on. Uh, for someone like me who doesn't pay attention to soccer, doesn't really like soccer that much, what the hell's going on? What is this Super League talk business? So let me mansplain it to you real quick. Explain like I'm five. Uh, so some of the largest European clubs, your Manchester United, your Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. In addition to that, they've got some other clubs like AC Milan, Atletico, Barcelona, Inter Milan. Is Austin FC a part of this? Austin FC is not a part of this, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, okay. They still have yet to score a goal. <laughs> How many games in are they? Just one. Oh, okay. Just one. Okay. If I were Austin FC, I would simply score more goals. I would simply yeah. put the ball in the net. <laughs> yeah. That so would I make would sense do. for them business-wise. Right. But uh, overall, they've, they've formed together, and they've tried to create the, uh, the, the European Super League, which would take uh, all these clubs and put them in a different league, and they would all play each other. And so the, the argument is that you would have all the top teams be playing each other at all times. Sounds great, right? Question, is, is Super League, is that just what people are calling it, or is that the official name? Because if so, that's very audacious. I think it's the it's official a, name. Okay. It's a bad name. Yeah, it's the official name. The but ESL. it's also kind of tied at the same time. I would uh, consider calling it a league of their own. Okay. Wow. 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 I would go with League Especial, maybe. That's good. They need to throw some flair on this is what I'm saying. Super League. It sounds like what you would think of when you're, like, dicking around with your buddies in high school. Yeah, we're going to go play Super League. Justice League. Like, yeah, very generic. Um, you keep saying top teams. Are we saying, like, most successful teams? Like, No, certainly not, KJ. Okay. That's, certainly not. That's kind of something that I'm confused by. I keep saying founding clubs, which is super fucking uh, – Hoity-toity. So these founding clubs, they are, you know, yes, they are successful teams. Mm -hmm. They have had success in the past. Some of them have had success in the past. Some of them haven't really had that much success at all. I'm talking about uh, Tottenham Hotspur. Okay. Oh, got to be catching strays. Dude. That's I, I, my team, dog. Watch out. Yeah, they should win a trophy sometime soon in order to like actually consider themselves a powerhouse. That's that would my squad. Yeah, they have a chance to win a, win a trophy in a couple days. So we'll, well see. We'll see what Ooh. happens. Participation trophy. I don't see I Fulham on the list. Are they not going to be invited to the party? Dude, Fulham's been having a hard run at it, KJ. There was a world where these where Fulham stays up this season, and they've gotten they've had a really tough run of games where they, they just the things have not fallen their way. And now they're six points back with, I think, five yeah, to go. Ain't going to happen. It's just ugly. All it's right, too so bad. Back to Super League. What's, yes. Why are people pissed off, I guess, is what we're trying to figure out. Well, the reason people are pissed off is because the entire system of European soccer is based off of the idea that any team can get on a hot streak or get some good players, and they can eventually make their way to the top, make the Champions League, win the Champions League, win whatever. Okay. What this would do is just render it all useless because these founding clubs, as you said, the 12 founding clubs, they get automatic bids into the Super League every single year, which means they're getting $300 million a year just pumped into their team. Mm. And these other teams are just going to get, you know, they're going to fall by the wayside. All of a sudden, these the television deals aren't as lucrative. Uh, no one's watching the games because all these other teams are playing in different leagues. Question. Mm -hmm. What you described a minute ago, that any team could get hot and take it all the way. Does that ever happen? The the only the, the most notable time that this happened would be uh, Leicester City. 2016? Uh, 17? In that time frame. Yeah. And Leicester City went from being in the lower division a couple seasons before to steadily climbing their way up. And what happened was that they eventually won the title, and it was the probably one of the biggest odds-on, most ridiculous things to ever happen in soccer, if not all of sport. They would not be invited to said Super League, though. I think there might be a way that they can – 
maybe uh, get in, but like maybe I back toward the Super League. This is a this is a very um, it's an ever changing topic right now. Whose brainchild is this? Who came up with this concept? Do the money hungry owners of the clubs and the main club, the the president of this, or I don't know if this is the proper term, president or whatever. Presidente. The, the chairman is the Real Madrid president. And mm. then there's several vice chairmen who are all the other owners. Some of them might be American owners, and maybe the American uh, ideas of sports are why this is all happening. Who knows, Dylan? Okay. Like Manchester United, they have uh, the same owner as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joel Glazer, Glazer, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. The Glaze Man. They called you the Glaze Man back <laughs> in the day. Well, that's not true. Johnny Double Glaze. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Owner of the Bucks, you said already? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, like, he's obvious. He's trash. Like, he's he's completely screwed <laughs> over Manchester that. United. Like, when he was named the owner, there was you know protests, things like that. Do you remember when Tom Hicks owned one of those teams? Who do you own? It was one of the big clubs, and he couldn't. He went overseas and was like getting accosted in bars. Like, it's tough. Yeah, you don't want to be an American owner over there. And, no. And all the Glossers have done is take money out of the club. I mean, they've they've. They're business-minded. They're not. They don't care about winning. And so, when in scenarios where they could maybe buy really good players, they've just decided to take money out of the club. I think that like recently, he took seventy million dollars as just a personal little bonus for himself. Liverpool, fifty percent ownership previously. There we go. I, I was almost going to say Liverpool, but I'm scared of the Liverpool fanboys out there coming at me. Like that's a team that like you don't want to screw up, right? Yeah, correct. You don't want to screw up any of these teams. All the teams that have been named are teams that are mainstays. And I did. I did mention like. Part of the laughable part of this is the, all these teams think of themselves as being, like, the dominant forces. Mm-hmm. There's this term called the Big Six in the English League, and it's, it, it's a really bad term because it, it excludes all these other clubs that are finishing in the top six of the league. Dylan, I, th- I think he's talking about soccer teams. I, I know it's a familiar nickname, but... You always call yourself so, the Big Six. Yeah. You say for six, you're pretty big. I don't get it. <laughs> you do stand six feet tall now. Mm-hmm. one. But to give you an example, like... <laughs> Arsenal, not likely to be in Champions League anytime. This is from a tweet. Not likely to be in Champions League anytime soon. AC Milan, the last time they uh, qualified for Champions League was 2013. Inter failed to qualify from 2013 to 18. Liverpool qualified once for Champions League in between 2010 and 2017. Like, there's all these scenarios where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, these guys, they are the big clubs and they have won in the past, but like, th- you're taking all the competitive nature of the sport out of it by just saying these are the clubs that can play each other. No one else is allowed in. It's messed up. Is Texas's soccer team going to be one of them? Maybe. By the sounds of it. We need Austin FC in the, in the mix. Uh, you got to run that by the Minister of Culture. True. <laughs> True. And so a lot of people have spoken out about this. Like all the major people, uh, you know, FIFA and UEFA have gone as far as saying that they will ban players from being in the World Cup and Euros. Love whether that. Whether or not they're actually allowed to do that is TBD. There was a rumor when I woke up this morning that the remaining clubs in Champions League, which is still happening, they're mm-hmm. in the semifinals, so there's four teams left. Three of the four teams are in the Super League. The only team that was not is Paris, PSG. And they were, there was talk this morning of banning the other three teams from it which I don't know if that would just automatically give Paris the uh, the crown. Oh wow! But now it's coming out that that's probably not going to happen. So I don't legally that's going to be very tough to exclude these teams from something that gives them a lot of lot of money. This is moving quite fast for something that seems so like huge. Was there any sign? That, okay, this is coming down the pipeline. We're waiting on an announcement. Like it just seemed like all of a sudden this hit the TL Sunday, and I've seen ten different takes, and we're barely through Monday. There was. There's been rumors of this going on for a long time, yeah. but I think it seems so far-fetched that it never really caught on and it never never really got taken seriously. There's a clip going around of Liverpool's manager, Jurgen Klopp, talking about this Klopp. in 2019. 
Yeah. And that's like, I mean, so it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's coming out now after a global pandemic that has caused many clubs to, you know, struggle heavily to furlough their employees to there's just been a lot of issues financially for all of these clubs. And so then to just say like, oh, well, we're going to take even more money from you, but we're going to make more money on the back mm-hmm. end. Like if you win the Champions League now, you probably I think I read you win, you get like 40 to 80 million dollars or euro, whatever, you, right. whatever currency you want to do it in. And these clubs will stand and make like 300 million a season if they do that. So it's a huge money grab. Which, to my understanding, European soccer fans are like the antithesis of people who favor money grabs, right? Yes. I mean, the entire, all the, a lot of these clubs were started by like the working man, by a, a group of supporters and group of people in, in the 1800s or whenever it could have been, early 1900s, of like, you know, people in Liverpool. It was a bunch of, you know, blue collar workers supporting this club. And now to have it just go, go get taken by an American owner and profited mm. off of, it's just not a good look. It kills the sport. I just picture the Monopoly guy. Or like Mr. Peanut, some guy with a monocle, like buying the, the team and just like taking in all the riches. I'm thinking of an oilman from Arkansas just turning a team into a five billion dollar organization and being like, you know what, fuck off. I don't care about gonna, the on field results anymore. Are we about to ruin this? <laughs> Can we ruin the world's game? Is that what's happening here? They have a, you, well, you're a football fan. What what does this do for the viewing experience as somebody who watches every Sunday? Like, morning? would you be eager to watch these teams? I guess I would watch this if it happens, but it it I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Like, I just don't think that they have the. I don't think that I think there's so much opposition to it that these clubs are going to lose uh, the support of like all the fans if they actually do it. And whether or not they care about that's up for up for debate. But. I just don't see how these clubs can just plow forward and be so selfish when there's so much against them. It's just so so many outspoken people. I mean, Gary Neville is one of the biggest pundits in England when it comes to soccer. He used mm-hmm. to play for Manchester United. He's a lifetime player there. He owns his own club, uh, and but he's one of the biggest commentators. And like he pretty much just turned. He said <laughs> they should oh, bless you, David. Salute. Sorry, Dad's knees. He pretty much said, uh, you know, we have to. Uh, relegate these teams. Take the right. take the money out from under them. You know, uh, dock them points. Do whatever you need to do in order to get rid of these teams. And whether or not they can actually do that's again up for debate. There's a lot of things, ideas out there that people are throwing out that seem like good ideas, but legally speaking, I don't know if it's going to fly. Can we just turn this into a futsal league? Because mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> in on that. People are asking, dude. Futsal's sexy. No one's doing futsal, Dave. Playing futsal with David under the table's whole yeah, entire yeah, What the fuck's your problem? <laughs> Calm like, down. Dude, to give you an idea of this, this is financed by J.P. Morgan. Okay, like which, ooh, the guy, not the company. Five billion dollars <laughs> has been committed to the project, and three point five billion is solely going to the clubs, the founding clubs, to support the infrastructure investment and offset the impact of COVID. So there's institutional money behind this. Yes, Jeez. and that's concerning. That's concerning. I imagine like any other change where you get stupid uproar, and this is a terrible analogy, but I think of like dumb changes like Facebook would make or Twitter would make, and people would just bitch and moan Mm -hmm. as loud as possible for a good week, and then they get over it and adapt. Obviously, this is way more significant. These are brands and experiences people put lifetimes into, so it's going to take some time. But I think by the time you get the product on TV and out there, People are going to watch, I would imagine. People would watch. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how man like the, the news dropped yesterday morning. 
And a lot of the managers weren't involved, or at least they played like they weren't involved in any of this or talked about it. And mm-hmm. they probably weren't. They're not the. In- they're they're supposed to be focusing on matches and things like that. And so they asked the Manchester United manager yesterday about it, and he pretty much said, like, I learned as you guys learned. I don't really know what's going on. And I, I kind of trust that these managers don't know what's going on because they want to – they have to play to the fans. Yeah. If the fans turn on the managers – if the fans turn on the ownership, that's nothing new. If they turn on the, the, the managers, that's a problem. Just ask Jose Marino. Oh, yeah. He got oh, See ya! What happened? Why did he go? Sports guy. That's my dog, Just a bad man. Locker room hated him. Just a bad season. Yeah, did he, he lose the team? He lost the team a little bit. Oh. He loses a lot of teams. That's usually the reason he goes. So maybe it's a him problem. Yeah. He still had an all-time performance on All or Nothing, so I'm not going to... Mm. He's I'm, one of the few names that I know. He's one of the most fun people to just, like, watch from afar, whether you love him or hate him. Like, there's all, like you love to hate him. It's it, great. He, the, I guess the analogy I was told is kind of like uh, Parcells... Uh, Coughlin type personality where he comes in real red ass and yells and braids players into like playing a certain way and it's successful with some teams and then teams tune it out and they've got to go or he's got to go. Um, That's accurate. Makes sense. Question on, on the super team idea, I guess if it was distilled down to these 15 teams, is there or 20, 15 to 20, they're yeah, saying it's going like, to be two 10 team yeah. sides, 15 that would be founding teams. They're going to add three that haven't announced and then five would have the ability to join like, would there be any long-term risk? Because I think about other sports here in America where, you know, a thing that kind of sucks and is kind of cool, I'm sure, for European soccer is you've got a lot of teams in shithole places that nobody wants to travel to if they're not from or tied to this brand or team. Mm-hmm. Like, would you start seeing brand, quote-unquote, teams, like, fuck it, I'm going to go move to a more attractive market to where I would have more general fans interested in coming and seeing a game? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could. I haven't thought about that. Like that, that would be my concern is like, do you lose the connection, like not just with the fan base locally? Cause they clearly don't give a fuck about that. No, they don't tired care of playing the other local teams, quote unquote. Um, but I start wondering like, okay, like the Packers fans used to wonder for years, like, are we going to lose the Packers? Obviously being an original team, it was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But a market like that, once TV became a thing, was always at risk of saying like, are they going to move to, you know, insert Midwestern town here? Yeah. Well, like the issue has always been just that money ruins clubs. And I mean, it's it's all the oil money going into the game. And there's like I mean, Manchester, like there's just so many teams owned by all these oil tycoons that have so much money to splash around. And when your team gets bought by one, it's kind of like, well, I guess we can buy a bunch of awesome players. That's going to be great. But then these are business minded people who are just trying to turn a profit. And if that means that they're going to ruin the game and ruin the structure, then it's not good for everything, and yeah. it's not fun, and it's not—it's just not the same thing anymore. They're, the dream of being able to take your team from us a couple divisions down and fight your way up with some good decisions and good players and good sales, whatever it is, it's just gone. And it's just the entire dream of doing that's done, and it's just going to devastate the other ones financially. That's really good insight. That's great. I'm glad we have Will. Because I, I, I was completely lost yesterday on my TL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was lost yesterday when I woke up. I, I was just like, what is this really is this really actually what's happening right now? And then I don't know. Then we had the F1 race and I kind of kind of forgot about it for a couple hours. It was beautiful. It kind of reminded me of when the uh the Premier Golf League, I think is what it was called, mm-hmm. was supposed to happen. And you know, you had all this buzz about a new golf league and like they were going to get some pros from the tour and they were going to leave and go do this and the tour was like, "Well, you won't be able to participate and these events, if you do that, and Phil was supposedly involved, and you don't hear about it anymore. Mm-hmm. The idea sounded tight. I would have watched it. It was like there would be captains, like ten of ten million dollar purses, something crazy like that. 
as somebody who doesn't have, I'm not in love with uh, Premier League or any of that, but um, I don't know. It would it would get my interest as like a dumb American. No, I I agree with you. Like it would be if it actually happens, it will be fun from. You know, if they can figure out a way, there's there's also a group of people trying to say or, you know, speculating that this is all uh, this could be, be a negotiation tactic to change how Champions League works, mm-hmm. which like I was talking to my buddy yesterday. He's a big soccer fan. He's who I talk to most about soccer. And we, I was saying, like, you know, your Manchester United's and your uh, Liverpool's, those teams like that, like they do play a lot of unnecessary games against a bunch of clubs that they're just going to always win against. But, you know, there's always that chance that they don't win against them. Right. But for the most part. Those te- these teams shouldn't be traveling to, to shitty countries within Europe to play teams that they're just going to smoke. It, it, it's tiring for the players. It's like from the fan perspective, it's like, oh, how excited am I to watch this like crappy game? I do think there should be fewer games on the schedule, but just segmenting yourself off and creating your own league is probably not the best way to do it. I'm reading right now, like AC Milan, who's involved in this, has smaller revenue than Crystal Palace and Sheffield United. You ever heard of either of those, those teams? Dylan? I have not. But have you heard of AC Milan? I have. There you go. Like so, like yeah, they're a big name, but they're not. One of the three has Ted Lasso, right? Mm. You have to wonder if Ted Lasso is going to enter the the conversation here. We need Jason Sudeikis to drop in. He should do he a. Should tap um, in, actually. I, I guarantee they do some fucking press conference question and response. It's too easy. It's Just like, totally in character. Like yeah. Super League. That's like the Super Bowl. I love it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, Will, um, thank you so much for your football insight. Yeah, Would you okay. like to stick around and talk about uh, F1? Let's do it. All right. Well, on that note, uh, gentlemen, start your engines. Are we going to do Headspace first? We're already playing the audio. <laughs> yeah. We're going to take full advantage of Euro Will, I guess. <laughs> okay. This wasn't the sound effect was I was like looking for. Sound effects, man. Watch my first F1 race. Did you just go to the parking lot and record someone starting their, their motor just now? Is, Is this the first 12 seconds of Eminem's Stan? It's not Stan. <laughs> it's old car ignition and motor running on YouTube. That's good. I like that. <laughs> it sounds just like an F1. Yeah, those kind of, that sounds exactly <laughs> what the cars sound like. What if Lewis Hamilton loses the keys one day? You never know. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, he kind of lost it yesterday on the, hey. on the wet track. Yeah, you know, I've I've been I've been flirting with F1 for a while, and uh, I took it upon myself to enjoy the race yesterday. I finished season three of Drive to Survive. Wow, not to brag. Wow, you're further than me. I did not watch seasons one and two. I'm sure they're great. Actually, that might be a fun rewatch uh, just to get to know some of these personalities you should, a little bit more. For sure. You think I should? You yes. should watch it. Okay. F1 race. F yeah. F1 race first one in Italy. I thought it was um, quite enjoyable. A nice way to spend my Sunday morning. It Did was. you watch? Um, I, I caught up. Uh, they were on lap, I think, right after the restart, I guess. Yeah, about halfway I, through. Yeah, you joined late based on the group text. I did, but I, I, I caught I caught the majority of or some of the action, and I had Will fill me in on what I missed. And uh, pretty exciting race. I got to watch Hamilton climb all the way back from ninth mm-hmm. place, I believe, to finish second. Um, how unprecedented is that? Because I was, it, he made it look really easy. It gives you an idea of just how superior his his car is to most everyone else on the track, minus Red Bull. I missed the, I guess, would you call it a crash, Will? Like, what happened with Hamilton prior to the restart? He he made a mistake. Okay. There's something I don't even know what happened. I to be honest, I was kind of fast forwarding through part, parts of the race at this point because I was trying to catch up so that I could hop in the group text. Um, but he kind of made a mistake, went off the track, and had trouble turning around, and so he just kind of got. He was just behind. 
he has fought back like that before. And I don't know if he's won from that position before, yeah. but he's fought back before and finished on the podium. So that wasn't like unprecedented, but it is it just insane. So it shows how they even kind of called it. They said, okay, he was in ninth, and they're like, he's going to try and get back to like fourth or fifth. He can probably do that. But he just kept just taking fools down. Well, I guess he was helped by there was another wreck like immediately after, mm-hmm. and which is. Which caused, like, what, the red flag? Is that what it's called? Yeah, there was such – from Botas and Russell wrecking, there was so much debris that they had to clean it all up. Mm. So that stopped the race, and that helped him in some capacity, right? Like, not get further behind from the – Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, my buddy texted me yesterday. He was like, he's like, did they just – did uh, did Toto Wolf call in uh, <laughs> Russell crashing just so they could get Lewis ahead? And it was like, honestly, like, maybe. Was I, it a Mercedes guy involved well, in it? My understanding is Russell drives for Wilson, correct? Yes. The basketball. Or not Williams. The bas- Williams. The, not Wilson. I'm kidding. Um, wrecked into Botas is how, mm-hmm. how we're going to go with it. But Russell's also signed on like a futures contract or, you know, in the future to be driving for Mercedes. And depending on how the season goes for Botas, I guess could be replacing Botas in the future is kind of the rumor. Yeah, Botas so, just walks around angry all the time. Okay. I, I don't like him. Not a fan. Not for me, dude. Um, just angry finish guy. Uh, it's the worst way to finish. <laughs> but to see Russell hop out of his car, march up to Botas, tap him on the head, and Botas just flipping him off yeah. immediately. Love that. Yes. Love that. yes, I love it. Right. At first I thought I was trying to figure out if that was cordial. I was like, are they just being like, hey, man, my bad. I didn't see you there or whatever. You're in my blind spot. And I wasn't. There's a middle finger. Yep. They basically blamed each other. Like Russell was saying, are you trying to kill us both? And Botas you know, later on said, I didn't even hear him say that, but – it was his fault. It was this whole back and forth thing. So that was that was interesting seeing that kind of shit. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have had any opinion on Botas aside from watching Drive to Survive, whatever the show's called. I think it was Russell's fault. I could be wrong. I don't really know. I thought it was too when I watched the replay. You have to be careful when you're passing someone, and he got just got kind of reckless and slammed himself in there. The truck was kind of wet. Track was kind of wet too, which contributed to to both him and Hamilton's uh, issues, it sounds yeah, like. Ham- the Hamilton one, uh, was it right at the start of the race? No, when he went off the track? Yeah. No, it was probably 20-something laps oh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, right at the start, I saw how Verstappen like got to the first turn before Hamilton. Dude, he dude, absolutely murdered him. He flexed on the start. How the I didn't even happen? know what I was watching, and I was like, uh, that guy just got bodied. Because yeah. <laughs> Verstappen started behind Hamilton, directly behind him, and you could see from the start he got a great start, and he immediately just turned out from behind him so he could get ahead of him. Dude, he just smoked Verstappen's it. all balls, man. Dude, he's got balls. What's the book on the Red Bull car? Is it better than the Mercedes car right now? Yeah, so I, I'm not going to try to explain it because I will get the terms all wrong, but they're – is something that has to do with the height or height in the back. Someone's yelling at their mic DRS? Right now. The drag no, resistance there's system? There's something with the— I looked that up, too. God. It's my child's name. <laughs> I forget what it was. But so the Mercedes car is supposed to uh, perform best in turns, I think, and is not as strong on the straightaways. It doesn't have the high-end get-up-and-go that the Red Bull car has, I believe. Makes sense because the handling for overtaking positions by Hamilton— I don't know how much of Hamilton's, like— Success over this race and the first race where his driving has been flawless in terms of, like, the end of the race. Like, how much of that's him and how much of it's just his car handles in those situations better? Because Norris was clearly doing everything he possibly could. Um, Oh, yeah, he just didn't – he couldn't – he didn't have a chance. Dude, it's weird how that works. Mm -hmm. I love how um, when Hamilton was making his comeback, how 
like they're talking about, oh, it's inevitable. He is going to yeah. pass this person. And I, I guess it never clicked on me, like, how important it is. Like, okay, like he's a, a second faster on this one. Who had the fastest lap? And I was like, I don't know if he's going to catch him. How, I, don't, I just don't see it. And then, like, 30 seconds later, oh, there it is. I love how they do the thing yeah. where they say, like, uh, striking distance of, like, four laps. Mm-hmm. It makes – because it, it gets you so much more invested mid-race to be like, oh, okay. Like, I need to yeah. watch the next four laps. Because right. sometimes you're just like, eh, should I turn it off? Hamilton and yeah. blah, blah, blah are, Dude, like, a minute ahead of they everybody. They didn't even show Verstappen, like, the last 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. He was so far ahead, you didn't he's, even hear him. Like, he finished, I think, 20 seconds ahead at the yep. end. Uh, question for you. Maybe you know the answer to this. Probably not. Um, there's like the DRS zone, like you can get within like DRS range of the car in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you're, uh, you're able to initiate DRS when you're X amount of feet behind. A I car. believe it's a time thing. Like if you're one point, whatever seconds behind and that enables them. you to just hit it and just blow right by them. Yeah. Can't they then in turn do the same to you? I, th- I think that by the time I, I, to be honest, I'm not really sure. I don't know the logistics of it, but I would imagine that by the time that you get Past somebody with DRS that, that does, you can't do it anymore because the there, are, done. there are also designated DRS zones on the track as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't just use DRS whenever you want. Right, right, right. I know that. Yeah. Okay. How, how would you be able to tell if somebody used DRS? You can see the fin go down on the, on, on the tail. Uh, and, re- and, and a lot of people don't know this. That reduces the drag. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's but a system that reduces it, the drag. It kills your turning ability. Does it? Yeah. So you only the, want to do it in the straightaway? Because the downforce in the back is completely gone. Not completely, but does the driver initiate that or is it his team? That's a question I had for Will. I don't know the answer to that. I was like trying to look it up. There's a lot. Are you sure? Because that's a lot to to keep to stay mindful. He mashes the button. Race. I think you just get. I think they just keep you in tune. I think you just have someone telling you, like, yeah, you're good. Hit it. it, Turn it off. My favorite thing in the world is just watching the races and just hearing like box, 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 box. They tell them they can't do something, and then like the the driver starts yelling at them, and they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, yep, yep, noted, sure, thank you. They the comment to Lando towards the end where he's like. I know you're you're tapping the left lever, and then both the announcers are like, "Wait, what are they talking about?" And they're like, "On his steering wheel, I guess his fingers were vibrating and tapping the gear shift like ever so slightly that it was impacting his car's performance." And you're like, "Oh, oh okay, copy." Like, just like a like, like a nervous tick kind of thing. I guess maybe his hand was just too Weird. loose or something Weird. to where it was affecting the vehicle by where his hand was placed, and they were like. They notice it because everything's hooked yeah. up. I think my favorite radio calls overtake is available. It's it's strange box, box, box. watching something that's so like immediately quantifiable, like the like they know okay by the second how things are happening, and like enjoying those abilities. Whereas like with baseball, it kind of bugs me that they're, you know, so overboard on some of the statistics where they're like. Okay, here's the most likely outcome in these situations. I'm like, all right, it's a little much for me. Let me just enjoy the game. Whereas with this, I'm like, that makes it more exciting to it's, see those uh, things. It's the, fun to learn about all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, that's that's like my favorite part. It's just like there's so much stuff that I have, yeah. that I don't know, and the rules are so ever changing that yeah. like when you guys ask me questions sometimes, not on mic or anything, like I have no clue yeah. what the answer is to a lot of that. So stuff. to all the the F1 hardos, like these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, we know that. We're trying to learn and like appreciate the sport because it is tight. And we'll know more than you in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> the the stat I love was uh, it shows you how many laps each driver's done on that s- current set of tires. Oh yeah, so it's like T Y R yes. What does that yeah. mean though? They just spell it tires. Why do they do that? Because they're European. Silly. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, oh, that's helpful because like so Hamilton he's only on like sixteen laps with that, and these other guys are gonna have to take a pit stop, and it's all yeah. clicking in my brain. And and as I'm the like, tires wear down, they their sl- their cars become so much slower. It's yeah, crazy. I'm not at the point where I get like. Because they will talk so much about, oh, he's going with slick tires. He's going with intermediate or medium tires. And I'm like, all right, I'm not there yet to know. 
the yeah. performance difference. Softs are the faster ones, but they wear down faster. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, we'll see. Some, anyway, uh, exciting race. Another one. Uh, I didn't realize they had skipped one is why we had a three-week gap. There was one schedule in China that obviously was not taking place. We have Portugal, mm. the man and the race, next week during the NFL draft. We got and one then, next week. Uh, not Fuck this yeah. weekend, but uh, the following weekend. And then okay. following that, España. Are we going to go to the inaugural race in Miami? The party Ooh, in the city where the is heat is on? It's going to be 2022, scene. right? A scene. It yep. makes me yes. think about uh, when the Circuit of America – what is it, Circuit de Americas? What's it called? Coda? Cir- Circuit of America? The one that yeah. – The Circuit America. of the Americas? Uh, and how, like, you'll see dudes around town rocking, like, Ferrari hats oh, and Mercedes. Yeah. And, like, in the past, I've always been, like, kind of making fun of those guys to myself. But now I kind of get it. I we, saw Ricardo at uh, 616 one time. We should probably go to the Austin He's one tight. before the Miami one if I'm being, you know, honest here. I've been, to the, I've been to the Austin one, so I, I, can, I can go to Miami without having a – Okay. Yeah. I've been to the pre-race – like the week before event that they throw down on like Fourth Street, where they do like a whole block takeover. I've been to that. Yeah, that's the basically event. like being at the race. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a cool. same thing. <laughs> if you go, you, to, you the one, if you go to the one in Austin, just know that you need to start driving out there about two hours before you think you need to. The one in Delval. Yeah. God, we got. I was getting smoked in traffic. Can we just Uber chopper in? They still, Good. They still do that ideal. probably. Mm. Don't Uber air balloon. Not a great area for that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. KJ, you joked about naming your kid DRS. Uh-huh. Uh, no joke. A girl from my high school named her kid Jixer, GSXR, for the Suzuki motorcycle. I'm not oh making that up. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I, you have to have wow. a vowel in your name. No, you don't. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just have to. Yeah. She needs to borrow one from you. Uh, I, I yeah, got you got plenty. plenty. Well, you any, part uh, ways with at least one of those E's. <laughs> parting words of wisdom before we... Uh, let you get out of here. All I'm saying is this. The Super League should not happen, and I'm very happy that Max Verstappen won the race yesterday. Verstappen, I Is he a good him. dude? I don't know if he's a good dude. No. I think I he think might so. be an asshole, but Sick. he's my asshole, and I like him. Is he like a Patrick Reed asshole or just like a, a Brooks Kepka asshole? Dropped Brooks Kepka asshole. Yeah. He dropped okay. the R word uh, over the radio not so long ago. People mm-hmm. didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was his fault or Hamilton's fault? The little – the very dumb elbow bump, like – Coming off the interview before the race, the day before. Oh, I don't know. It was, it was, it was so minor. Like, yeah, I don't know. Nothing's Hamilton's fault, in my opinion, Ooh. for obvious reasons, but, you know, whatever. We could, we could talk about Hamilton's fit that he wore to the to qualifying. That was heat. Oh, oh my. my word. That was absolutely What is he heat. doing? Dude, you loved it. He's the coolest dude in F1, right? He's, he's got the most swag, that's for sure. I mean, he's he's a legend. He's the he's the GOAT. He's uh, in our age demographic, whereas a lot of these other racers are – Significantly younger. I was surprised. Verstappen's only 23. Yeah. He's Lando's young. 21. Dude, they start so young. It's and I crazy. thought Verstappen has been racing for like four or five years at this level. Right? Yeah. That's incredible. It's weird. It's crazy. These Which kids, man. Shouts to Red Bull for getting a little wonderkin. F them kids. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, it's yeah. always quite a real pleasure. pleasure. This will be my last too much deb episode for a bit, guys. Oh, <laughs> thanks man. for being our credibility hey, shield. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Let me be the first. Thank congrats you. on becoming the father. Thank you. You were the first. That was big. Yes. Mm. Let me be the first to say thank you for your, your presence and uh, appearance here on TMD. Of course. It's always great to be here. Anytime I can talk Euro sports, I'm going to hop on that bandwagon immediately. Let's go. Well, we did go back to back Euro sports, didn't Swag. we? Swag. Look at us. Swag. Look at us it's, showing our range. We're a worldly show here. Will Zone. <laughs> The Caucasian zombie, ladies and gentlemen. All right, get out of here, man. Adios. Bye-bye. Dylan, now is the time. Now is the time to talk about Headspace. Dude, you know I get horned to talk about Headspace. That's why I brought it up earlier, okay? It's one of these sponsors that I used before we even became a sponsor. That's how you know I love it, David. I've often asked, like, wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized app that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? Well, there is. Yeah. 
And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. It's your daily dose of mindfulness, folks, in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. It's the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. We like that. It's great for beginners. If you've never meditated before, as I never did before I tried it, it's, uh, it's just a good like starter guide. Like walks you through it. Very simple. It's, it's fantastic. I don't have time these days to do like yoga, a lot of yoga. And I, and I like yoga because it gets me in a good headspace. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> headspace, uh, it's they're, they're like a three-minute SOS one yeah. that I've been doing, and I feel like I'm in the, it puts me in the right place mentally. If you get too much going on in your dome and it's keeping you from uh, like falling asleep, yeah, great way to get tired. You kind of clear out your thoughts a little bit and just kind of reset the brain. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash bang. That's headspace.com slash bang. And then there you can get a free one-month trial with access to their full library of meditations for every situation. That's headspace.com slash bang. Did you guys check out the combat sports over the weekend? Um, uh, fortunately, I missed the fight. Unfortunately, I caught the highlight on Twitter after. <laughs> I actively uh, abstained, I will say. I did not want to perpetuate the circus I felt like it was going to be. But I can't lie and say I didn't get a rising amount of FOMO, which fights are really good at that. Like, you can not care, not be interested in any type of fight, but then the timeline starts rolling around, and people are like, oh, my gosh, these performances are so off the wall. So this was a pay-per-view event? Yeah, and, like, uh, as I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to present this, because I did watch the entire thing start to finish, I did pay U.S. dollars to watch 50. $50 $50 for a Jake Paul fight? It wasn't just one fight. It was an entire card. but And, and a Bieber performance, and, apparently. Well, that's – okay, so, yes, it was pay-per-view. There were four or five fights on the card. But you also had live performances, and you had the novelty of Snoop being a host. Uh, Mario Lopez, who actually used to do, um, I believe it was HBO, boxing commentary back and in Kelly like Kelly Kapanga. So he still have those. No, Kapanga. Wow. Kelly Don't you what? ever do Kelly Kapowski like that. Kelly Kapanga. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Go on. Dude, AC Slater with the dimples, man. He's still a very he very beautiful it. man. He is. Uh then you had the wild ass Oscar De La Hoya who was on all of the substances just make I mean just absolutely making an ass of yourself of himself on there, which is hard to do because like it's triller. They're, you know, they're cussing, they're being irreverent, they're, they're skirting the line a little bit, and then, and then Oscar gets in there, and he's just gone. I mean, he was just, he was rambling, he kept calling it the USSA, it was just the weirdest thing. Um, but yeah, so you had the night open with uh, a Black Keys performance. Okay, quality. Which I was like, you know what, I'm cool, this is good. Everything else you just listed does not scream we also want to appeal to the Black Keys demographic. Black Keys demographic. KJ, can I interest you in the Saweetie demographic? The who? Saweetie. Is this a cereal? Uh, no. You know, I, Sawe- Saweetie? Saweetie. Saweetie? She's, Saweetie? She's been in the news, and I feel like she's Name been like in our Filipinos? atmosphere in some, some way. Yeah. 
Um, I'm going to have to look this up. You had uh, you had a Snoop. You had a West Coast um, royalty performance with Snoop, E40, okay. Too Short, All In, Ice Cube. Those are eight, those are big names. You got me back. Too Short doing um, some of the least 2021 compliance songs you'll ever hear. Um, <laughs> guy's got some. T- <laughs> Too Short. Man. Oh yeah, he's and, got a, he's got a, an old school song by the name of Cocktails that I used to listen to before I should have because it's very inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, way back in the day, and it's uh, it's kind of slaps though. Let me tell you, as far as like stage presence goes, and actually delivering like bars to like your song in a manner in which sound like the recording, two shorts right there. Like him and Snoop are two of the better ones. Uh, Ice Cube was cool to see. I forgot about Ice Cube. I once saw him open for Corn. Okay, which yep. um, Children of the Corn track like seven on uh, Follow the Leader. Maybe yeah, it's, maybe it's six. Who it knows? was a weird deal. It was a weird concert. Um, but all in all, like the performances were, they went on way too long. They were clearly killing time. Um, a lot of like Black Keys did three songs. They brought Bieber out before the main event, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, Bieber didn't sound great. He uh, sounded okay. You know, bigger bigger shows have had bad audio mixes, you know? Didn't yeah. It. Super Bowl screws that up sometimes. And I will say this. Um, it probably didn't help that I was unfamiliar with the two song, the first two songs that he played. Of course, he closed the night with Peaches. Dylan, your personal favorite. You know, he gets them out in Georgia. That's the thing. Yeah, shout out to his badass bitch. Um, then we had Jake Paul, Ben Askren. I would, I would go into the other fights. There was actually a legit boxing fight, boxing match um, before. Then earlier you had another MMA guy, MMA legend, Frank Mir. Lost to... Uh, Frank Mir punched somebody? Huh? Frank Mir put his face out there to get beat up. He got dude, he didn't do terrible. He's he, no less than forty five, is he? He's an old man. He's clearly HGH'd out of oh, his that's mind. Sad. But he fought uh, Henderson, who's a guy who fought Tyson Fury back in the day. Uh-huh. He hasn't boxed in like three or four years. What's wrong 41. with Randy? Oh, he's only forty one. Randy's giving me some like some puzzled looks and it's making me insecure. He lost his contact, folks. Jake um, Paul. Yeah, I got you know I got a lot of issues with, with this whole thing. I first of all I hate the I hate how a YouTuber is able to basically clout his way into a boxing career, uh, and like handpick these these scrubs. I know Askren is uh, he's got historically he's been a strong fighter, but he's a what he's a wrestler, right? First, and if he's, if you are uh, if you are an up and coming you or just an established YouTube sensation who wants to pivot to a boxing career and you need some clout, it's the per, per, perfect. He's guy the to guy, fight, right? He's coming off of a hip replacement. He's short. He's retired. He's in terrible shape. No offense. To be fair, he's always been kind of trash. I've seen trash. I've bond. seen pictures of him in actual fighting shape, and he looks nothing like he did. He looks better. On yeah, Saturday but night. he's never been like the body guy. Right. So you pick a guy who is a wrestler first and a, a puncher second, right? If you yeah or yeah, he looked like he had never boxed. I mean, he looked like he was just totally out of his element. Uh, yeah. So it was it was a perfect scenario. And of course, for, the last guy he fought was a. I don't know how tall is uh, Nate Richardson? What? No, Nate, Nate uh, Robinson. Nate Robinson, five eight, in good uh, shape, but not a fighter. No, uh, I just like, I just clearly want, had no fighting experience. I don't know how much if he's just is he handpicking these guys to like just. It's got to be a two-way street to some right, degree, but, regardless. But and then obviously they're getting big paydays, so they're not going to say no to these fights. And I, I just, I just want someone to knock his ass out. I'm which sick I, of this shit. I think that's his best, like it, that's his best selling tactic. And I, I'd mash that button if I'm him as hard as possible for as often as possible. Like as long as he's not out there, 
you know, if he was also doing the Chet Hanks situation right now, like skirting that line of like, I'm not even going to throw the appropriation word out there, but if he was doing that kind of stuff, which I don't know Jake and Logan Paul's background, I know they did like, you know, some shit like in a Holocaust cemetery type thing. They've gotten in trouble for some. Oh, they went or, to the or, Japanese, yeah, Japanese suicide, 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 suicide force, force yeah. yeah. And done content in terrible ways. I don't sign off on any of it. That's probably not the name of the force. It's, but. it's Sapoku for, I don't know, man. Um, but what I'm getting at is like, I don't, I'm not going to hate them for going after the bag. And I think that everybody hating them is, like, their best move. Like, all right, great, come fight me. And, you know, you can't fake that they are sizable dudes with some athleticism. But the fact that Ben Askren showed up unprepared, it's like, that's on him. And Nate pe- Robinson, you know, And whatever. people might point to the fact that he's, like, he's calling out Connor and being, like, step into the octagon. Connor's not going to accept that, and he knows that. So it, no. it's, it's a win-win for him to, like, challenge a guy like that to a fight. There was also rumor of Floyd. There Saw was that. Uh, that talk for and a little bit. And I want to say that was even Floyd alleged. accepted originally, right? Yeah, which um, so that was February twelfth, like supposed to be fight. I as, believe. As much as I want to say, I will never pay for another trailer event. <laughs> if he fights Floyd, first of all, he will not touch Floyd. Right. He won't, he won't land a single punch. No, Floyd's the greatest, the greatest defensive yes. fighter of all time. You can't touch him. You can't touch him. And I'm saying all this and Guys play the clip back if he gets knocked boxing out. Boxing chops who've been doing it for their career can't touch Floyd. Okay, so Floyd aside, who else would get you to buy another trailer fight? Like, I mean, obviously, if it's Connor, I'm going to. Okay, like, but I don't think I don't think either of those are going to happen. What about Jenna Marbles and Ronda Rousey? Is that supposed to happen? I don't know, but I'm interested. Make the card. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Ronda Rousey's a, she's not a striker. Um, exactly, and you know, Jenna Marbles could do something. It's not a blackface. It's not. Did she anymore? I th- she got ran out of the paint for some poor decisions. Okay. Mm. Um. <laughs> uh, it's not that out of the out of like character for a boxing career to start with hand picking opponents based on like. So like Canelo, when you have when they realize they've got somebody and they've got a guy, let's say like somebody from Mexico where there's a huge boxing interest, right? And they realize like Golden Boy Promotions did De La Hoya's um, outfit that they could make millions and millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on this kid. But all they have to they have to make sure he does not get take an L on his way up because it's not like the UFC. It's not like MMA where yeah you're gonna you may, you're gonna probably lose a couple times on your way to the top. If you lose early on, like that takes all People the shine interest. off your name. Yeah. So for what he's doing and as far as like hand picking opponents, it's not that crazy. Although I mean like dude, if he would pick like an MMA fighter who's got stri- a striking background, it or would be a completely different thing. BJ or a boxer. Who just boxes. A boxer. Yeah. yeah. BJ Penn was what? Brazilian Jiu Jitsu mostly? Yeah. He's definitely one of a striker. Yeah, no. Because I know that was the next name that kept getting popping up. Oh, I'll knock his ass. That I'm would like, be really that's sad. That's never been in your career, BJ. BJ Penn's had a rough go of it. Yeah. I I'm, I think it's a bit that will fade very quickly. I didn't realize that Triller had so much other shit going on as far as, like, there's a whole app. I didn't realize it was, like, a TikTok-esque app until recently. I didn't recently, know that either. Or that they had bags to drop for, like, the fights aside, just the performances that they trotted out for uh, one song, that's dude, a sizable amount of money. To get they Bieber had to, get. to yeah. do three songs? Unless he's a partial owner of Triller, which I, I assume Snoop has some. I think some of those guys have a, have equity or yeah. something. Um, 
dude also but like it was so such a random deal because they had p davidson like kind of hosting and he was okay he kind of it was fun he started to trash jake paul like before the fight and it was actually pretty entertaining then like they randomly had supermodel taylor hill for like just come on and say two sentences and it was just like dude how much money <clears throat> how much money did y'all uh have to drop. I almost choked on my liquid death. Almost, uh, it almost took you. its revenge on me. Called him a licky D. <laughs> the licky D got me. I got LD'd. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was an insane. I, I'm trying to think if I'm upset that I paid 50 bucks. I'm upset that I put money in Jake Paul's pocket. But as far as like spending my entire Saturday night, like entertained, I couldn't look away. Okay. If we okay. look at this like a, uh, this was a $50 content festival. Would you appreciate it more as opposed to like the thought of there being a fight, a fist exhibition mixed in? Like if you went just to say, okay, occupy me with shit that I didn't expect to start my day and see for 50 bucks, you walked away somewhat, you know, money okay spent. And it made being online very fun. Gotcha. Twitter, Twitter was popping. This was one of those deals. That, that definitely trickled out to me where I was like, okay, I'm missing out on something. And then meanwhile, you had an actual UFC event going down. You had Robert Whitaker. Uh, former champ taking on uh, Kelvin Gastelum and uh, pieced him up, setting up a potential rematch with Stylebender, Israel Adesanya, a uh, rematch of that fight in which Whitaker just got absolutely smoked. Um, that was fun. And it looks like we're going to get, uh, oh, is that this weekend? Usman and Masvidal, is that this? Yep. Yeah. Fight number two is this weekend on the 24th, and it will be in Jacksonville, their first fight for the UFC in a year. In front of a full capacity oh, crowd. Oh, so that's huge. 15,000 fans in Jacksonville will get to see basically, you know, two of the top fighters in that weight cat or in that weight category for sure. Obviously, the last time they fought, Usman dominated, but Masvidal took that fight in Abu Dhabi on six days' notice. Like, yeah, he nobody like expected shit from him. He got dominated. Uh, Masvidal, Dylan, you'll, you'll know the tie in here. He, uh, Ben Askren, the guy who just got KO'd by Jake Paul. He is uh, Masvidal was the initiator of the greatest knee in combat sports history. I remember, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the, subs- the subsequent uh, unnecessary hammer punch to uh, Askren's lifeless body. Mm-hmm. And I believe Masvidal has done at least two or three posts, like vocally supporting one of the Paul brothers, like Jake Paul. Yeah, yeah. He hates, yeah. He hates Ben Askren. Okay, it was it just for Askren that he was doing that shit. Yeah. Or were, like, he's always been, uh, like, in his camp helping him train a little bit? Maybe, yeah. I mean, because okay. he's, he, well, he's a Miami guy. He's known as Cuban Jesus. I um, see it. Okay. And, Why uh, does he hate Askren? He seems uh, not very hateable. Askren's, ve- Askren's very annoying. Okay. Like, talks annoying shit to people. Really? Yeah. He seemed to be pretty quiet before this one. I think he probably knew what was about to happen, although he was going to walk. He walked out of there with half a million dollars for uh, one minute of... I let Jake Paul punch me in the face for half a million dollars. Do we want to watch the punch at all? Do we care to see the punch? Because I didn't believe any. I was of the mindset of like, oh, the fight was thrown, blah, 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 until I saw the punch. Well, and here's what people – yeah, Randy, if you could pull that up. The thing that people are pointing to is like Askren's had fights where he's taken a ton of damage with MMA gloves, which have – you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're lighter, less padding. And And this this one didn't seem to be a – No, and it was just an overhand right and like – Shout out to the ref with the uh, chest harness video camera. Yeah, that was aggressive. Here we go. Yeah, I mean. I don't think you can fake taking that punch. I'm not saying it, it was uh, a game ender, but his his balance seems oh, yeah. too yeah. subtly fucking thrown for that to be 
all stage. He even, he even gave him extra time. Yep. I don't know. It, I, ben Askren's not going to throw a fight. Right. And and He's, I looking at Paul, like, he was prepared to continue fighting in a convincing enough fashion. That I think he was a little surprised that they called the fight in that moment, too. That was a good fight. Uh, that's, that's a good one, too. That's a clean punch. Yeah. Uh, ben Askren. I don't get it, man. I mean – Everybody wanted him to be our cha- the There's MMA no champion. There's no defense and, there. This guy's a trained fighter. I, I don't get it. Because I mean, like, the thing. Okay, so like in an MMA fight, like if you're his opponent, let's say you're a, a guy with a boxing or kickboxing background, you're fighting Ben Askren. Like, you know, if you go in for a one-two or anything, like, there's a great chance he's going to shoot and take you down to the ground, and you're not going to be able to get back up for the rest of the so round. So people right. aren't going to take so, those shots. So at people him. don't do that. Like and if they do, they're taking a big but risk. He, obviously, he can't do that. He yet. knew that, yeah. So okay. this this was that makes sense. I just I don't know. Micah, it just looked too easy. Yeah, Micah's a big Ben Askren guy apparently, and Micah was like, "Do not underestimate him." And I was like, "I don't see it." You could have told me that was Micah in that fight from our our vantage point. Micah held up better against uh, <laughs> that is very the, true. Sean Sean from <laughs> On It than uh, than Ben Askren. Micah walked did. out of his fist exhibition. He did. Oh, it's just upsetting. I, I, I hate the Paul brothers. People are going to continue to pay because they think that there's but a chance that one of them, you know, me Logan hating, Paul, Jake yeah. Paul, is going to get knocked out. And they're very smart. He has a very smart team behind him, and they're not going to put him in there with somebody who could absolutely de- demolish him. Now, there was a guy on the card earlier that night who's like a billionaire. I don't even remember his name. Uh, what? And he fought a, a reggaeton artist over a they – were, they were having this whole backstory that he tried to get the – one was a communist and or socialist, and the other guy's a capitalist, and they just fought it out for money. I would pay money for that. I love class oh, warfare. Man, that'd be great. Uh, but and this dude, he's had like eight semi-pro pro fights, um, and he called out Jake Paul, and that's a fight I would watch. Although I think this dude's like well above forty, but I don't know what's going to happen. I hate myself for giving Triller money, but it was worth it. And One other note on class warfare. Funny you say that. Uh, the UFC women's title. Belt holder right now is a Chinese of Chinese is Chinese nationals. Yes. yes, right. Yes, um, I don't know the lady's name that's fighting her. J- Jus Jasana, something like that. Oh yeah, but she's basically publicly stated she wants to basically beat this commie's ass. Has been like her quote. Oh, did <laughs> like she say that? She's directly basically taking this angle of like I want to beat her ass because she's a communist. So Joanna, they fought. Joanna, yes, they did fight. And remember the the. Crazy hematoma. Yes, that was Joanna. Yep. It was a great fight. I think it could have gone either way. But she was bleeding and she had half her head swollen. She did. It was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen. So yeah. Anyhow, there's your uh, additional nugget of knowledge, guys. Sometimes I'm enjoying this podcast so much I feel like we're just hanging out around a campfire. Yes, that's what it feels like when I'm in here vibing with everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. What kind of like what kind of like, camp? Like what do you use to make your fires with? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a. Um, smokeless fire pit from solo stove oh yeah life's best moments happen around a roaring fire okay you can't deny that that's big facts really big facts and a smokeless fire pit from solo stove makes your fireside moments even more memorable because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes you can sit back relax and actually enjoy the fire that's huge for me Mm mm-hmm I, you know, you get the smoke coming your way when the wind shifts. Next thing you know, you just you smell like an ashtray. It seriously works too. I don't know how, what kind of technology they're using to limit the smoke output, but it absolutely works. The homie and I got a fire off just a couple of weeks ago. Did s'mores, fantastic time. 
It looked like a, a total scene. Dude, the fire was lit. Kind of, I mean, literally. Yes. KJ, have you uh, fired yours up yet? I have a couple different times. And I, I feel people like. People were saying my fire was a lot better than yours. People were saying somebody uh, may have waited longer into their fire experience to take photo than I did, but, mm-hmm. you know, respect. I might have uh, prematurely fired off my fire photo. Um, the springtime is definitely the part of the year where the solo stove for me will dominate. Uh, like reasons and excuses to get outside, like go put the kid in bed and then just wife and I go hang outside. Like, all right, Hey, sun goes down a little bit earlier. Let's light the fire, whatever. It doesn't have to be cold winter time when you want to go outside and frigid or, you know, dead of summer. It's just a good little like decompression time. Just go have a good, good evening. Check this out. Here's some of the benefits of solo stove over your typical fire pit. 304 stainless steel. Durable construction, a portable design, efficient, low maintenance, mm-hmm. and virtually smokeless. Solo stove inspires you to get outside. And I, I got to say this. I, I've got mine, and uh, we might be moving soon. So I'm kind of I'm holding on to it. It's in the box still. I'm ready to bring it out at the new place if and when that happens. It also just looks really sexy. It took me less time I'm to so set it up all. than it has to basically get through talking about solo stove. You open the box. You pull it out. There's a stand. There's a cover, and there's a little inner ring. Boom, you're done. Throw some wood in that bitch and get it going. Easy to keep lit, even easier to clean. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. Just easy. Check it out. Make this spring one to remember with a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove and get a free stand with any purchase of Mm -hmm. a fire pit. Just use our code BANG at checkout. Go to solostove.com, promo code BANG for a free stand with your fire pit. How about that? You guys ready to party? Oh, I'm always Do ready it. to party, David. Will kind of Will kind of zaps my energy cuz he just comes in so insanely like energetic. He doesn't take a breath. <laughs> no, and I'm like falling on. Most of the time he's talking about shit that I'm not familiar with, so I'm like I'm taking mental notes. By the time we get to the sports party, it's like do I even want to go to this party? Turns out I do. I'm here to party. Let's go. Action packed party. I'll start off here. Carlos Rodon. Pitcher, Chicago, White Sox. Almost had a pretty, as what some would call, epic day last Wednesday. Ooh. Uh, would have been the 24th of all-time perfect game going into the ninth. Uh, and then he hit a uh, batter with a pitch. Catcher for the Cleveland baseball team. Got hit so by pitch. Chicago. Uh, but nevertheless, finished off the no-hitter. So, you know, kudos to him. Somehow the second no-hitter of the season. Shout-out to the Rangers, who are probably going to be prime or two or three additional no-hitters. The Rangers stay. Come no-hit this baby. ass. This Rangers ass. Come no-hit it. Dave, they're terrible. Yeah, they stink, baby. <laughs> they stink, baby. Go back to the closed captions for David's last sentence a couple times. Uh, NFL draft is next week. There's This is the part of the year I hate the most this week prior to the draft. Like, the work's been done. The tape, quote-unquote, has been watched. People know what they're doing unless a trade is made last minute. So all you're going to get is just reporter fluff and bullshit storylines about players falling, about background, about bullshit. And specifically speaking about like all the chatter about Justin Fields now projected, like who was number two projected going into draft season. And now people are saying like, he might not be in the top five or top eight. Regardless, as long as the quarterback goes where the fit is best and you have a good, supporting team around him like you're not going to a team who needs a line and needs a coach you'll be all right so you don't care you're getting t-law no matter what man 
I mean, do you even want him after his comments? I mean, like, dude, does he even <laughs> want to play football? Anymore, dude, he doesn't even man? care about the game, Kate. Exactly. He clearly doesn't want to be there. Although, the you know, last time we heard those comments, they were made about uh, was uh, the quarterback who ended up going to Miami, Josh Rosen, his last quarterback yeah. to get that he doesn't care about football comments. And, and turn out great. Yeah, but T Law's got a little bit more skins on the wall, though. Yeah, true. Trevor Lawrence, uh, major shouts to him. He's donating, or he's giving like $20,000 to charities in the Jacksonville area because Jacksonville fans are now turning from being just kind of shitty human beings to being like Bills fans and like buying up gifts on uh, his wedding registry. His wedding registry. Really? Like, hey, That's here's a toaster funny. from Joe. I've got season tickets in 228 or something. Doesn't show. matter. He doesn't want to win. <laughs> it's me, Jacksonville guy. Uh, is that how they talk? Uh, yep. I, I would imagine. You know, Jacksonville, oh. a lot of people don't know this, the largest city by area in the United States. Isn't that crazy? By land area. That's pretty wild. Just a big city. That Not population, be... though. No, no, that's a different that's ball New York. Game. Did that come out of a machine of some sort? An Uber machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was very proud of that fact. Yeah, I think we heard that fact like four <laughs> oh, that, times. That physically came out of an Uber machine. Okay, I thought yes. it was from the fax machine. Um Moment of silence for Alex Smith, officially retiring. Yeah, it was time. Let's party again. Yeah, he had to. He proved An his point. An unfortunate cool uh, story. injury. Cool Will you story, re-describe bro? his first play back from injury? Oh, where uh, Aaron Donald <laughs> made himself a backpack and just <laughs> rode him into the ground? What are you doing? One of my favorite descriptions Dude, of all time. Just take him down, man. God. And of course it's are Aaron you sure Donald. it was Aaron Donald and not just a guy who looked like Aaron Donald? <laughs> We're still uh, trying to figure out who who punched that guy. How I, do you mistake anyone for Aaron Donald? I mean, 3 a.m., who knows? Uh, I, I would lonely. I'd fully say that uh, Alex Smith coming back and playing last year was probably one of the most nerve-wracking moments of, like, my sports fandom. For no reason Seriously. other than I'm just like, please don't get hurt. And they would cut his wife every time he would get oh, touched. And that was the first series, mm-hmm. maybe even the first play that, of that the Aaron of him Donald getting, thing. Like, yep. It was I, his first I was play. Like, I can't watch. It was like 20 to 3, they were down. Yeah. And Kyle Allen got hurt, and then he went in, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's a shit show. KJ, you want to give us a gymnastics breakdown here yes. in the party? University of Michigan, first ever national championship, women's gymnastics. Um, what I was blown away by was Bev Plocky. Didn't know her before Saturday. 24 Big Ten titles. She's been there for 32 years. So she was 22 on the coaching staff. She's basically. an institution. Uh, wow. Absolute unit of a coach. Mm. Uh, and major shout-outs to her for her first national title. Um, it was one of the more entertaining sports events probably of the year so far. Almost, I'd put it right below the um, Gonzaga three-pointer. The way that this ended, because watching the national championship for gymnastics and maybe a lot of the events, they went like quad box where you're seeing four different teams working at four different uh, events all at once. And so the scores are accumulating to come up with who's going to be the winner. And it was Michigan, Oklahoma, Utah and Florida. Florida had some mistakes early, so they weren't really in the battle. But Oklahoma dominated some of their late performances and their score was in there at like 198.095 or some shit. And the Michigan girl was finishing up. I want to say her beams uh, or her bars um, event and basically stuck her landing. And she knew right in the moment, like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I nailed it. I did exactly what I needed to do. And she, like, immediately busts into tears. Her, her, uh, everybody runs up to her, hugs her, and then it's just all scoreboard watching. Like, pure drama, 
put out the score and they know there's going to be a revision and they won by like a tenth of a point. Motherfucker spitting. Electric. Electric. <laughs> She's got bars. Uh, there you go. So, yeah. Uh, and I missed something last week. UMass won their first national title. Yeah. More niche sports here. The I Frozen didn't want to say Four. Anything, but you did miss that one. Men's hockey. We all watched a ton of it all season long. We were dialed in. Brett should have brought that up. He was on last 1, week. This is right percent. in his ball, ballpark, man. Blame the Northeastern. Um, but there were three Minnesota teams in the Frozen Four, and UMass won it. On top of that, they played uh, the final without their starting goalie or leading goals tender due to COVID. Mm, in other hockey news, Stars are only three points back. Stars note that I deleted out of here. Oh, they have no. 12 losses in overtime. Yeah, it's really bad. The most It's become a bit. I think the next line is like two teams have nine. But what's crazy about it is aside from Montreal Canadiens, who have like a plus six goal differential, the Stars have a plus 12 goal differential. The next four teams are all like negative 40 in goal differential. So they're playing like an absolute trash team in overtime when they're a decent team overall. It doesn't make any sense. Golden Knights, six in a row. Okay. Getting high. Only like 12 games left in the season. So hockey uh, playoffs post-NFL draft talk. Do not let the Stars get hot. That's all I'm saying. Nobody. saw what happened last year. Don't worry. So close. The Stars won't let that happen. Yeah. He's right. He's right. lastly, American Gladiators getting its own 30 for 30. No release date announced, but Uh, it's coming. Do you think they'll bring Turbo back or Laser? I will be watching that. You kind of look like Nitro. I don't remember what Nitro looks like, but hopefully he's a handsome fella. I don't remember any of them from one another. I just remember all of them looking like, you know, hey, I didn't want to get into WWF, so I got into this. Honestly, like, what, what's more fun? Getting, like, thrown around a ring or, like, launching Nerf balls at people? Or that show is so fun. Spike, the spike ball game where they just get to, like, form tackle people trying to dunk a ball. It was definitely a, uh, a highlight of my youth was trying to, like, recreate that with Nerf balls and, like, other tennis balls in the backyard. And, like, everybody would hide behind trees and the guy would have to go from one point to the other. Inevitably, you'd just get pelted. Dude, the joust sticks. <sighs> We, we had the joust sticks, and we would try to joust. We would, like, set up a beam. Uh-huh. It's amazing nobody broke an ankle. They still have those things at uh, those, like, trampoline factories. That's uh, still, like, an ongoing, yeah, not event, but things kids do. Is that, like, the science factory, but with trampolines? I don't know if West Coast Chanel is there or whatever her name is. Chanel West Coast is there. Yeah, that's her name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you guys see the uh, A&E Stone Cold? I guess they're going to do a wrestling. They're going to do like an hour on like Eight a, parts? Is it's that not what? just Stone Cold. Oh, okay. It's a different wrestler each time. I think the first one was Stone Cold. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that because Will said an eight-part documentary yeah, on Stone little, Cold. Yeah, that's a like, little much on the great Steve Austin. <laughs> I don't need 45 lot. minutes of him being a Sam Houston bear just crushing cat. beer for eight episodes <laughs> in a row. Yeah. You ready to run it back? Yes. Let's run it back, Dylan. Let's run it back. Of course, this is the segment during which we talked about the things we already talked about. Uh... Still not a, a super long list. I'm no Micah, but I'm, I'm getting better, I think. Anyway, Kendall Jenner is the world's second most popular KJ. Found out that today. That so that is her on the shirt. It is her on the shirt. Mm. Come on, Dave. You should know that. I can't stop staring at KJ's chest. KJ drinks Licky D. <laughs> okay. Austin FC, FC is surprisingly not included in the Super League. Which feels like a missed opportunity. Right. We have the F1 track here. Also, they have yet to score their first goal, uh, which is unfortunate. Right. You, didn't have to, you didn't have to dunk on For Austin's that. first professional sports team. Uh, we're high-key in on F1, despite uh, still learning. Yeah. We're learning. We're learning. We're going. Don't, no need we're to pat fun. us on the head in a condescending yeah. manner. We, we're we we're get having it. fun with it. The heartthrob of Bayside High, Kelly Kapanga. <laughs> That's amazing. 
That's yes. my favorite moment in podcast history. <laughs> of all things to get wrong, like that's the most embarrassing. Yes. Dylan just wants Jake Paul to get knocked out. Facts. I think most Can't people agree him. with that. Big facts. Might have looked better in the ring than Ben Askren. I mean, arguably better body, better performance, better ingredients, Papa John's. And the guy who's fighting was even more ripped. So That's very That's true. true. Yeah. Dude, that guy was hilariously ripped. What's that K- guy's deal? Yeah. Eat a fucking Pete Terry's one time, Sean. KJ's fires are inferior to Dylan. I object to the statement of this as a fact. <laughs> and of course, that time when Aaron Donald turned himself into a backpack. Who could forget? Great moment in NFL history. What Dylan, a job. Good job. Look at Dylan running it back for the boys. And that was run it back. Missing any uh, David-directed uh, yeah. slander here, but uh, you know, we all have our days. He'll catch smoke before, before Why didn't I over. catch the smoke? Is it because you were using a solo stove? I, just, I didn't smoke? remember much smoke to throw, to throw I like this you. hoodie. This uh, I don't know who, uh, where this hoodie's from. This Both is Roback. It's Roback. Okay. What's our promo code now? I know we had to change it. Backer20. We'll get you uh, 20% off. The drawstrings on those are... Exceptional. You're sexy. Yeah. This ain't your grandma's hoodie. Let me just say that <laughs> right now. <laughs> KJ liked that one. And then with the bang. Way more drip, huh? All right. See you next week. Goodbye. Mm, bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.